0: Welcome to the Bleep Midlife Bulimia podcast with Lori-Ann speaking to the MIA in bulimia. Hello listeners, this is Lori-Ann. Welcome to the Bleep Midlife Bulimia podcast. I am the host and today I'm just uh, going to be speaking on my own. I do have a couple of really great guests that are going to be showing up in the next uh, couple of weeks. They're going to be posted uh, on this so I hope that you listen to them. Uh, Those will be announced as they come through, but really excited about them. And uh, for today, though, I just wanted to uh, ramble on a little bit about certain things. So there's uh, something that I was talking to somebody about, believe it or not, and uh, I was giving out my address, my email address, which is bleepbulimia at gmail.com. And any one of you that have anything that you need to talk about, please use that email. I will answer right away. But in the very end, when I was saying B-U-L-I-M-I-A, it really struck a chord to me because one thing that I know when I was bulimic, and for some of my listeners out there who haven't heard me before, I did struggle with it for 30 years, and I have been uh, bulimia-free for 10, and I plan on that till death do me part, uh, (laughs) I am recovered. However, the MIA wasn't really interesting to me because something I'd never thought about is... A lot of the times during the time I was bulimic in those moments of I guess escapism of some sort there was some sort of you know missing in action I was missing in action a lot of ways when I would be hiding uh, because I would be having my binging and I didn't want people to see me and uh, and then missing in action obviously when I ended up you know in the washroom somewhere and uh, disposing of whatever that was it was uh, quite compelling uh, to think about that. And also to that, I was interviewed this week in regards to my bulimia recovery uh, and my coaching. And of course, I'm always asked what really turned it all around. Uh, I've spoken to this before in regards to, I had a really supportive sister, I and then uh, found myself around people who understood that to uh, try and Uh, Tell me I had to stop was not the case, but they had to be there. Uh, I needed them in a loving way. They didn't have to be there, but they were there in a loving way. That alone, of course, is not going to help you overcome it, but it definitely is a big help in in that whole process. Uh, The other thing that I spoke about, though, was that what really was a turning point is I don't know if you've ever looked in a lake and you've looked at your reflection and you can see yourself. Well, that's a pretty sight to see, although some people don't think it is. But it is pretty to see your reflection in the water. It's not so pretty when you're looking at it in toilet water. And I really got tired of, you know, seeing that because you do see your reflection. And it's, uh, it just got tiring of realizing that I was hiding in that bowl. I was literally hiding in it. Um, I understand. And we talk about it. It definitely a coping mechanism. We've had some people talk about, it. it's really difficult. Another very difficult thing to talk about. And as a coach, I always say that there's so many different ways that different people heal, different people overcome. Uh, there is not one answer to it because everybody's so different. So if I can tell you that, wow, I've got this 13 week program. And by the way, they are in modules and you get to watch them and in 13 weeks you're going to heal. That would be a lot. I do have a 13-week program. However, each one will be individually, although there's a a central focus on the steps I take. If I have to move them around or if I have to change one, that's going to be the case because everybody is different how they learn. But moving back to that, we were talking about uh, children. And why is it that I can love my children, my family so much, and yet I keep hurting myself? Interesting fact, again, in that interview, I thought it was just so coincidental that, you know, it's just been brought up quite often in the last couple of days and and just after my interview. And uh, when the lady had asked me, she said, I said, you know, when when I was bulimic, I had no problem not being bulimic when I was pregnant, like, not at all. There wasn't even a question. And she said, why do you think that is? And all I could think about and reaching back into that moment of when I first found out I was pregnant was, wow, I have something living inside of me. And then it moved to, I have love inside of me. And I guess all of that inside of me uh, on top of wanting to protect them and they were within my body to protect them uh, just made it easy. But the interesting point is, and I don't have a 100% answer to it, but once those babies were born, I would revert back to my bulimia, except between two of my babies. But after the uh, after the first one and the third one, uh, I did go back to it. Between my second and third, though, I, was, I thought that I was cured forever. I thought it was all okay. Uh, I think that the overwhelm of having three, and I can blame it on anything like any one of us can do, but it really did. Did strike um, a fear in me and uh, so I went back to my crutch or what some people would say something that you need to that's a coping mechanism um, as unhealthy as it can be I don't know that you can equate um, I mean there's that motherly maternal thing that possibly was what was the whole reason why it was just easy to give it up but then when you're alone again you uh, you know, there's that feeling of a little bit of emptiness in there too, because for nine months you're carrying this beautiful life and love, and then it goes away. Uh, I won't say it's postpartum depression. I will not say that at all. But there is a, a there is a feeling of um, of kind of loss and detachment there, uh, in a certain way. It's it's really hard to explain it on my behalf. I don't know if any of my listeners are understanding this who have been. Uh, pregnant and had children um, who have eating disorders or had them previously, but that's the best I can explain it. I wouldn't knock myself down. I don't wanna bring up negative stuff in here as much as I possibly can. I think that this is like a beautiful thing. You know, there's the love and then, uh, and I I don't, but there is a certain equatability to uh, suicide, but not in the sense that I wanna scare anybody on that front. But uh, I do know somebody who struggled with it and not on top of that, took psychology to try and understand their own mind and their own behavior. And this person said, you've got to understand that when somebody is suicidal, they really can't see outside of that bubble. They can't really, even if it does hurt somebody else, they're so in this space and it is a it is a mental state issue that uh, you haven't been able to get out of. And and that person overcame the suicidal tendencies, but it wasn't without a lot of struggle, a lot of therapy. Uh, some people need more than others. But uh, she even said she goes, "I don't even know." She goes, "I know that I'm not suicidal anymore, but and, and I don't have the tendencies." But the turmoil that was creating those thoughts are not 100% gone. So I will say too, even when I first gave up my bulimia, the thoughts that I used to run to as a coping mechanism to bulimia, they didn't go away right away. They do eventually, but to think that it's just an overnight, like, Ooh, I'm going to wake up. I'm not going to do this anymore. It's, it, it's not like that. You do have to deal how to cope with it. And I will bring up Elizabeth Hall again, cause I just love it. And I don't think that there's another saying that I can think of that's, that's equatable to this is you have to become comfortable in your discomfort, uh, which is, you know, wonderful. And then if you watch uh, John Davis, he also has a great saying in our podcast uh, as well. Those, um and and whenever it comes up i will quote one of my speakers because i think they're wonderful uh one of the things that he said is that he quotes addiction to love and i won't be able to quote it exactly perfectly now because it just came up in my mind otherwise i would have but uh, if you go to that podcast you'll understand what i'm saying um in regards to that and and i've never really heard of that uh for a need for love or, or a lack of love however he said it exactly he said it best but I highly encourage you to listen to that one too. Uh, all of them have a really great saying. I just quote, like I said, the things that come up in my, you know, rant and rave and rumble and rabble, <laughs> whatever I do uh, in regards to that. Uh, but I do, I do recommend them. I that was pretty well it. I just wanted to throw up my thoughts that I had through, like I said, the interviews that I've had with other people, the interviews that I've had with people and uh and the thoughts that i've had in the last few days i really do hope that you reach out to me if you have any questions or even if you want to be on my podcast please bleep at gmail.com it's pretty simple uh, i'm there you can go to bleepbulimia.com as well and you know if you do want to get, I will offer this if you listen to this podcast because it's probably the only one I will send it to. If you would like a free copy of my um, "How to Have Your Cake and Not Eat It All," too, it's an adult guide to uh, bulimia recovery. So again, because I tend to reach for it's not it, it can be anyone who is bulimic, but I do tend to reach for people who are like in their you know mid thirties, forties, and above. Uh, so you can get a free one, but you have to email me, uh, bleep, bulimia at gmail.com and just, uh, request a, a free, uh, PDF of that. And I will send it to you. Absolutely. Um, uh, I, I, my hope is that it will help. And as I said, I, I, have my master's, uh, in certification in handwriting analysis. I'm not blowing any whistles. I'm just saying is that it, it meant a lot to me to get that, um, Blowing whistles. I mean, I'm not trying to put myself up there. I don't know what I'm saying right now. That's okay. I'm leaving this in because I love that I'm not perfect. Because, believe me, I know I'm not. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, toot my own horn. That was what I was trying to think of. But it I'm very proud of it. And uh, it took me a few years to get through that. And I did. And with that, there's graph with therapy. So, what's exciting is that in that book, uh, there is uh, a part of it that you can, if you would like to, you can. Uh, access me in regards to doing that. Now, uh, my final uh, comment here is, and if I start to sound like my voice is breaking up, it's going to be so. I have a very dear friend uh, who was a big part of uh, my life in that master certification. He was my mentor, my teacher, and he also was my professor. He also passed me on my certification, the first level of it. And he uh, just passed away a couple of weeks ago. And it was, it's with great sadness that I see him go. He was uh, one of my biggest encouragers, always had lovely things to say about what I was doing. But he wasn't just saying them. He really meant them. And he even said that I encouraged him. Uh, so he has a book that he wrote, and uh, we are, as uh, collectively in the handwriting community, going to get it out there too. And it will be about graphotherapy, and it's very interesting to find out. We don't try and change your writing; we try and change you. But they're changing you through your writing, and uh, and it really is something. So I will let you guys know when that comes out. So uh, to this, I thank you very much, my listeners, for listening. Again, uh, you can go to Bleep Bulimia. Uh, com to find any one of my previous uh, podcasts. Uh, I'm also on, of course, all of the podcast stations. And uh, I do have a uh, YouTube that I do post these on. But in general, I do not, um, I, I don't promote that part. But if you do look up Leap you'll find, uh, find my, um, my YouTube post. Just because some people are visual, right? Some people like to, uh, to see the person rather than to just listen to them. But I hope that you're okay listening to me because I love that you guys are listening. And, uh, and I really do hope that, uh, you know, I'm making a difference out there uh, to people. And trust me, if you do need to reach out, I am there. All right, guys, I'm going to go. And uh, I hope you guys all have a fantastic day. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. Be sure to visit me at bleepbulimia.com.